another episode of the bench mob ent we are back and before we even start with the introductions i have not been doing my job well in regards of letting y'all know y'all gotta like it y'all gotta subscribe make sure you turn the notifications on get that little bell ringing so you know when we drop more content and of course you gotta rate us five stars on all streaming platforms leave a review we trying to grow just like you trying to grow in your life so everything matters everything helps so definitely do all those things now to get into the introductions we got greg debate your mother hot takes sends me in the building tonight bench mob ent how you doing tonight i'm good bro i'm good i was about to spit a quick 12 right there i was about to. <laughs> he was about to go on a rant <laughs> no i'm good bro i'm I'm, do, I'm doing well kai had that 50 ball last night I feel I'm feeling good, you know. And back from his hiatus, we got CJ Moneybags in the building tonight. How are you doing tonight? What's up, man? Like you said, back from a little hiatus. Happy to be back. The dawn is back. Wish Miles was here. We have the full squad back. We have a full squad in a minute. But uh, yeah, we like the Lakers. No, Miles. Miles not being here has afforded me this nice chair, which he's not getting back. So it's <laughs> yeah. fine by it's fine by me. You got the high chair today. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we just like the Lakers roster. It's always somebody up. You'd think it'd be in my contract, you know, all the stuff I'm doing for the show. I got a <laughs> nice chair. I got to talk to my got to talk to Miles about this. I I, I know I got to I got to update chairs. Whatnot, so. <laughs> I'm I, I take I take I take notice right there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Buddy, you really coming but, at tone right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm it's, kidding. it's not Miles, <laughs> but um, we you know we alluded to this a, a couple weeks ago, um, and we wanted to have this discussion in person to talk about the mental health journey um and talk about also the aspect of support and what support looks like especially as um business owners especially as people that have our own ventures and goals that we want to do but i know greg wanted to you know start it off and talk about the space of mental health your personal journey and concerning like the workplace we see Russell Westbrook is kind of alluding to everything that's going on at the workplace is affecting his family and his family can't even come to the game. So that's on a $44 million paid person. One day we'll be making that, but as of right now, we aren't making that, but we still, as the regular people deal with mental health, especially at our work workplace. So Greg started off, tell us about, your own journey. No, yeah. I mean, I, I was like a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of people of color, 
I mean, especially growing up, I, I didn't have, that wasn't a, a stress conversation in my household. It wasn't, there wasn't a conversation about mental health and depression and how these things can affect you and how, and, and just the idea that the mind was something you had to upkeep and in any, any other, in any other way besides actually just learning. So that was never really a thing. It was always kind of just, you know, power through things, you know, and, and, and it's toxic, right? The, the way kind of men handle things in general. So you kind of just deal with things. You don't really talk about it, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, I mean, for me, when I heard about the Ben Simmons situation and the reaction to the Ben Simmons situation, and even the reaction to the Russell Westbrook stuff, where you kind of see how you can see he's out here just in a deep depression, even while making 40 plus M's. And a guy like Ben, who's in a deep depression, even, even well, who was, while making 40 plus million dollars a year, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it resonated with me because, and Chris and I are in the same boat here. I mean, I know I, maybe I, I dealt with it differently than he did and things like that, but you know, coming from the last place I worked at, like I was in a place where I didn't even realize it in real time until maybe way later in my tenure working at this place with that, with that shall stay unnamed. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, you know, I was going through some stuff, man. I was, I was struggling, you know, the environment started to weigh on me. You know, I felt overworked, right. Mm-hmm. Um, tough culture where you really couldn't really speak up about how, what you were going through or how you really felt. Um, working at a place where that didn't have a lot of people that looked like you. You know, mm. that that was a big thing, too. You know, just 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 weren't there weren't black people like right. Let's call it spade to spade. There just weren't many. Black, which I, yeah, me and Chris and maybe there were two other people at the time. Right. You know, on average, about two other black people in the office that, you know, or in the organization mm-hmm. period within New Jersey, which is insane. So, you know, the, the combination of those things, man, led to me weight, weight gain. Right. I'm not going to the gym. Right. And for me, mm-hmm. anyone who knows me, I'm playing basketball all the time. If I'm, I'm not if I'm not here right now, I'm playing basketball. Yes, sir. It's you know, that's what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm not playing basketball every night. I'm working from like nine. Well, excuse me, 740, 740 a.m. I was our first meeting. So sometimes eight at night, you know, that became the expectation, you know, um, and, and like sometimes they wouldn't even tell us like when we could go home. Like, it, in fact, they never did. It wasn't like a thing. It wasn't a spoken thing like you. You kind of they were kind of just like, hey, if you haven't hit your goal yet, right? You gotta stay here. You gotta stay here, and so it's like an unspoken thing. And if you leave, you're shamed for it. Uh, that you hear about it later. So it 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 was a real toxic environment. I mean, I can get into so many details, but the way it affected me was, you know, like I had never been through anything quite like that in my life, where I felt like just not myself. Ariana Ariana saw it. My 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 fiance saw it. You know, the just the way it weighed on me. Um, the stress I was under, the fatigue, right? The fact that I didn't really want to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't really want to do anything. I was just kind of like, and, and and the worst thing was just the way that I felt um, night to night, because obviously you got to get up and go to work the next day. Yeah. So you're dreading it. You're dreading it. And your soul, like, just viscerally upset. And that's where I was at for that, for one month, one year and seven, one year and seven months, about almost two years, right? That's where I was at. Um, Mentally, it was it was a tough place for me. So I understand people say like you know how the workplace can affect their mental health because listen, you're 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 working working with your family. Yep. You know, so if I'm in that environment all the time, I'm not happy most of the time because I'm not happy doing what I do. It's it's just a tough place for me. So I I mean I've been there. You know I understand it. You know it was it was a real struggle for me. You know and and that's in since then obviously you you learn and I've learned throughout my experience you got to do his best for you not just from your pockets perspective, but mm-hmm. also from a 
from also from a mental health perspective and making sure you're you're dealing with the right people you're around the right people because people who uplift you people who understand people who are going to put you you know make sure they're putting you in position to succeed and also care about your well-being right and it's, it's just because beyond the dollar right that place is very financially centric it was very focused on how much money you can make the company and how much money you can make yourself mm-hmm. but really it was like oh you can make this much, this much money but it's that's all guys because it's really about how much money you can make them by you burning yourself out of you know so for our listeners i'm sure they want to know um and for people that's going through it now what did you do to get yourself back into a good mental health space like how did you go about getting out of that rut I, I started <laughs> I started caring a little less about about the workplace a little bit. Um, I started really I didn't I didn't I didn't negotiate with them. I don't negotiate with terrorists. So I, I started to kind of change the way I felt and what I what, and the way I acted at work. And what I did was you know like if they were saying hey want to work late tonight, I'm like nah I'm going to the gym. Like I I can't I'm not doing that. Like I just I just started to say no. Mm-hmm. No is a powerful word. You know when you work hard and you you bring something to the table. And I, I know this is just a workplace perspective. But let's let's keep it there. That's where it was at. When you work hard and you know you're you're someone that people you know respect, you know you have a lot more power than you may think. That's and I think that's that's the thing that kind of goes over people's heads. And it went over mine. You know, mm-hmm. and Ariana will tell you. I, I think sometimes I'm a little humble to a fault. And so I started to say no more. I started to put myself first. I started to be like, yo, no, I'm gonna go coach this AAU game. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go coach this high school basketball game. I'm gonna go you know, do this podcast. I'm going to go just do things that make me happy. Cause if you're not doing things that make you happy, ultimately, right. We all have jobs mm-hmm. and we all, and not all of us are fortunate enough to do things, do the thing that we love to mm-hmm. for a living. So you need to do, you need to do things and pick up hobbies and, you know, just do pick up passion projects. Like if you're not picking up passion project projects, it's tough. So that's what I did. And also I was getting out in the court more. I was playing back because for me, that's my sanity. <laughs> you know, it's my sanity being able to play basketball. So I was doing that more too. So I, I started to negotiate less with them. And really just take care of myself. And I, I got selfish. I got selfish, but it was for all the right reasons. And it really did help. And that was why I was there. And then ultimately, right, while I'm doing that, I'm looking for a new job because I need I need a new home. I need a new environment. I need to surround myself with different energy every day. So that way, when I go home, people who love me get the best version of me. Because mm-hmm. you weren't getting the best version of me because I wasn't happy. Yeah. I, you think, know? I think what you hit on is, is super important. But a, a lot of people, too are in the same position maybe that that we were in right and i'm not talking about the specific position i'm talking about uh lifestyle position Mm -hmm. there's people that are working jobs that they hate and they have to work that job because they need a paycheck right but you know our our situation was different because you know we're young and and we're we're still trying to figure out you know our goals and and our passions in life for for what we want to do long term Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like like greg said you you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day you got to know your worth If you if you don't know your worth and, and why you're doing what you're doing, um, it's probably not going to work out in the, in the long run because you're going to mm-hmm. be unhappy. You don't want to be a slave to anybody else. Um, that's not to say, oh, you need to work for yourself or anything like that. No, you know, find a job that you like and and, and go with it until it, it doesn't make you happy anymore. And, and then if it does lead to that, you know, you got to find your plan B. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for a lot of people, it's just finding that courage to say, hey, this isn't what I want. Let me start working in the direction that's going to get me to where I want. I think people uh, can be hesitant in, in that aspect, and, and I that think, can lead them to in a position where you know they're they're feeling stressed out about the current situation. I think you just you hit the nail on the head right there. <clears throat> you got to start working towards that. We are not. I don't want anybody to get it confused when you watch this episode when you listen to it. We are not saying to go quit your job just right. out the blue because trust me. <laughs> I'm as in a much situation. As you may want to. 
I'm in a situation where I, I legit had this conversation last week where I, I called my wife and I'm like, yo, I'm dead serious about not to go to work tomorrow. Had a conversation with one of my mentors. And the thing is, and I can only talk from a perspective of a man. I can only talk from a perspective of a black male. Everybody on the show can attest to this. At the end of the day, especially if you're a man, your job is to provide. Your job is to make sure that you're bringing money into the household. You cannot just be like, I'm not going to work at all, unless you got it like that. But all of us at our age, we all still have to work. We all still have to bring money in. We have things called bills. Like this adult in life ain't the funnest. Hmm. So you have to work towards that. You have to work towards trying to find that new job, trying to find that new area or going into entrepreneurial. So whatever the case may be, you have to work towards it until then you might still have to keep that job. Mm -hmm. You might have to still work there. And like Greg said, though, you find things though, that help you to keep your sanity. You know your worth, you know, all right, I'm not doing OT. Not this week. I had to do what's best for me, my mental health. And also, I think it's a conversation you even have with some people not going to listen, but whether they listen or not, they're going to have to respect it. Yo, I'm not doing OT because if you want my best me to bring in the most money for you, I need to be good mentally. And right now I'm not in a good mental space. Y'all overworking me. Yeah. They respect it or don't respect it. Hey, they don't listen fine. But I told you because you, in a sense, they gonna have no choice but to respect it because look, you as the owner, you as the manager, you're trying to make as much money for the company, more money in your pocket. If I'm one of your top performers and I'm great at my job, don't you want me at my best? Right. And that's going to show up too, right? If, if you're not, if you're not at your best and, and you're feeling drained mentally, like Greg can attest to it. I can attest to it. I'm sure you can attest to it. Oh, there I'm was, going through it right now. There was times where I went home and I would literally be so miserable and I'd take it out on my wife. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to her. You know, I wouldn't give her the attention that she needed because I was so, I had so much anxiety and I was mm -hmm. just so mentally stressed that like, I didn't want to go back to work the next day, but I mm -hmm. knew I had to, right? Yeah. Because I didn't have a plan B and I'm not the type to just, okay, I'm, not not going to work and not making money isn't an option for me. It's you not. Got you got mortgages, you living alone and things like that. It's you not. got wedding to pay for. It's you not. Know, and all that other stuff that's going on. But at the end of the day, too, there has to be a point where you're tired of your situation enough to do something about it. And for so long, I didn't know how to do something about it. You and I, we used to complain to each other all the time about the, the situation, right? Mm -hmm. But that's all it was. We would just complain about it and go back to doing the same thing, being the same pawn. And doing it over and over and over again until you started saying, all right, let's look for jobs. And you actually started looking for those jobs. And once you got a job, you were there for a year and seven months. I was there for a year and 10 months, right? Once you got a job, I'm like, damn, if Greg can do it, I can do it. You know, mm -hmm. let me get to it and, and let's start looking for jobs. And I, that's what it is. Like, it came to a boiling point for me. Mm -hmm. I was so tired of my current situation. I didn't like feeling that way. I knew my worth and I knew, hey, this is this is not how it's supposed to be. I am not mm -hmm. supposed to be working from seven in, in the morning until eight o'clock at night, every single day. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's plenty of jobs out there that are paying more and less hours doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a better support group within that organization or whatever the case is. And uh, again, we were in a sales career, right? So it was very uh, heavily focused on like how much money you can make. And, mm -hmm. and that's great. Like if you want to make money and, and that's your passion, but at the end of the day, you have to know what's best for you. And that we're just saying that wasn't what was best for us at the time. 
And the last thing I'll say in regards to this topic is when, when you're going through something like that, it shows you a lot about yourself, right? And the one thing I appreciate about everything I went through with that company, I'll never change it for the world because it showed me how strong I really am mentally. And it mm-hmm. showed me that like, no matter how tough things get, you didn't quit. You kept pushing through until something else better came along or that mm-hmm. aligned more with what you, the vision you had for yourself. So, you know, whenever things get tough mentally, like just have a plan in place. Like Greg said, find passion projects that you can do to get your mind off whatever it is you're going through. Talk to people, have a good support system. And again, work towards a better vision that you have for yourself and in the direction that you want to go in, because you're going to throughout that journey, you're going to find out things about yourself. Like you're a strong individual and that, you know, that, you know, you're a strong minded person that can keep going and getting through certain situations. That's facts. We speaking to we speaking to somebody right now. I know people are going through it. I know people. <laughs> I know people that are working at that same co- at, at at company that shall not be named. Company that, X. Company uh, X. We, we dropping the name in the bio. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we know people that are, that are working at that place right now that that are listening that listen to this podcast that that are friends of ours and that are or that that follow the podcast and tune in and you know so I know I know where they're at mentally and I know I know exactly how hard it is to get up out of there and all that stuff but. Again, everyone for everyone that journey to look different, you know, and for everyone it'll affect everybody differently. Yep. Just because it affected me in a way where I was able to, um, you know, find my way out of there and mentally get through that time because I was able to pick up passion projects and stop negotiating with said terrorists doesn't mean that that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. You you may not be like me. You may be you may still be negotiating with said terrorists a day to day and. You know, and 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 that could explain, be explain what you mean by terrorists. No. You're terrorists, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, it, it is is bigger than just me in my example. But mm-hmm. that that the terrorist is the is the job is the boss at your job or is the 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 supervisor at your job that's giving you an extremely hard time day to day, and mm-hmm. the person that is not even taking into consideration how you're being affected by their leadership style. Oh, leadership styles is. Is very, very because yo, you, very important facts. Fact, you know what I mean? Like this person who has a job to lead you, like in my for my example, the person who led me, she was younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, like my my she was great at her job at the technicality of the job, mm-hmm. but in terms of leading people, so just wasn't yeah, just wasn't there. That just, that just wasn't what she was. She, she wasn't that wasn't who she was. She was. She wasn't at that point in her life yet. I don't have no ill feelings toward her, towards her or nothing like that. I don't think she's a bad person. I think she was just really serving serving the company's some company's greater goal, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But that's the thing is when you when you're in that put in that situation, you got to deal with someone who's supposed to be leading you, and they don't under and they don't understand what buttons to push and when to push them, and they don't understand how to talk to you and when not to talk to you, and when and and they don't see social cues. Hey, he, he's not on today. He's not on today, so let me chill. That you and you don't have that sense of, mm-hmm. of, of those sense of boundaries and how to kind of interact with people. Yo, it's a, it, it instantly makes your work environment toxic. Instantly, instantly makes it toxic. So you know, like point is greater. Point is not everyone's gonna deal with it the same way. I dealt with it. I dealt with it in a way where I was like, no, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go do what I do. I'm gonna go make mm-hmm. do what makes me happy. You know, sometimes your passion projects turn things that get you paid. Coaching turned into a thing that got me paid. A little bit, you know, on the side, and I and I, it's fulfilling for me, you yeah. know. This, this podcast is a place where I, it's just a place where it's an outlet for me. It's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I never thought I'd be, I'd be in a position where I could do this. It's, it's fun for me, you mm-hmm. know. And one day, 
God willing, it'll get me paid. It'll get us all paid. For sure. You know what I mean? It's so, coming. so you know, it, it's 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 just it's also about to putting yourself first. A lot of it, I think that's the biggest thing. Mental health is about putting yourself first. I, I really think that's the biggest thing that I learned about mental health from my own journey. I don't know what everybody else thinks about it, but I think it's about putting yourself first. Hey, man, do you care about yourself enough to say no, to stop negotiating with terrorists, to stop putting your needs last, to do what you love? If you do, then you'll be in a better place. I think, Lou, into what you just said, too, depending on what your, your, you know, your lifestyle is, for me, it's knowing who you are and whose you are. So being that I'm a believer and that my father is God, I know I deserve a certain level of respect. I deserve a certain level of peace, a certain level of mental health that God wants me to be in good mental health. God wants me to be good physically, emotionally. And if I'm in a place that's not producing that, I stay in a place of prayer to give me the strength till God opens a door elsewhere because sometimes you are not given and and you're not afforded the opportunity to leave like that. Right. Now y'all know the vibes if y'all haven't. And if you're new to the show, I have no problem. And you, you might get annoyed or whatever. I'm going to talk about God. Regardless, you look at the, the Israelites, they did not, want to be enslaved to the Egyptians as long as they was. Mm-hmm. But it took time for God to raise up Moses to get them out of that situation. And I know God gave them the strength, just like you just said, you didn't know how strong he was. They was enslaved for years. God gave them the strength to get through that time. Mm-hmm. I know their mental health probably was messing with them. I know emotionally and physically they probably was going through it. But they didn't die from it and they got through it. Some people died, of course, along the way, but they got through it. And I know for me personally, I'm going to get through it. I am not. And I don't care if they watch it. I got coworkers that follow the page. They know the vibes. I ain't at the, to, that job, it pays the bills. <laughs> that job pays the bills. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Ain't many of my brothers or sisters there of color. I got my Caucasian brothers and sisters there, but brothers and sisters of color ain't many of them there. The that weighs on for me. That weighs on the mental too because you don't understand what I'm going through. Mm. A lot of times they don't understand that. A lot of times they're insensitive. A lot of times things happen at the job. I who am I talking to outside? You feel me? Like you're at work majority of the time. I, and then you with your family. Mm-hmm. So who am I? Who am I talking to about certain things at the job with? Yeah, the way society is constructed, you're spending 50, 60 hours a week doing your doing that nine to five, doing that nine to X amount of time, sometimes seven to X amount of time job. So if you're not surrounded by like minded people or people that you can even relate to in any kind of way, well, you know, you're in a pretty bad position. Right? I've shared with y'all even just like free, like not even the deeper topics of what's going on with the black community, but mm. yo, talking about power. Nobody, nobody at the nobody at the job watches power. Yeah, man. You feel me? Like music. Music. Nobody. Yeah, I think people also instantly assume that when black people bring this up, it's simply about co- black people getting killed in the street by cops or or <laughs> traumatic experiences. No, it's not. It's it's, it's simple everything. stuff. I yo, I you know what I did at work? 
we had a happy hour at work yesterday. <laughs> and I like my new job, by the way. I like the people I work with. They're all dope. Um, they all, yeah, they're all pretty dope for the most part. But, you know, we were, we were talking at work, and I brought up um, Chloe and Halle ba- uh, Bailey, the twins, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. talented, right? The Beyonce clones. The Beyonce okay. clones, the mini, mini Beyonce's. And I brought it up, and no one on the call, no one on the call knew where they were. Not no one. I'm like, Yo, really? Y'all don't? Damn. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. Meanwhile, they're talking about Mel Gibson and blah, blah, blah. I got to know all your references. Passion friends. of the Christ. Yeah, Friends and Jennifer Aniston. And, By oh, the God. way, that's an overrated show, Friends. I like that show, though. <laughs> I do like it. Show. I like this show. It's good, but it's overrated. Yeah, you know the Office. You know, I, I love overrated. I, I I love the Office. I, I taking, love the Office. I love the Office too, but I'm taking Abbott, Abbott Elementary right now over it. Wow, I'm taking it because I'm taking it because I have to take it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't take it, then y'all gonna call me the c word. I don't want to be talking the c word. But I, I love I love Michael Scott. I love I love Dwight. Dwight that show man. is so good. Yo, the, keeping it a stack. The, the genius of it, of them breaking that fourth wall and having it be like they're doing interviews at the job, like, yo, to under, I'm a, I'm a so nerd and I'm a nerd in that way when it comes to, to movies and TVs, yeah. how the office did that they concept. Revolutionized, they revolutionized TV. We see it kind of happen. Like Parks Abbott, and Rec. Abbott Elementary. Like, Parks and Rec. Abbott, all born after. All, and after and, and the casting that job they did was phenomenal with that office the office and also the jokes you can't get them jokes off if anyone knows me i, I love i love a good crude joke i say crude things all the time <laughs> that i can't say <laughs> so, so the, uh, the office was like heaven for me oh my they were it was so funny there was no joke that was out of bounds and there was all jokes like it, it came from a good place I, mm-hmm. I love i love that show bro i could watch it over and over again but again that's part of something for your mental health yeah yo Turn every night the office bro my when i was working at the, my last job Every night before I went to bed, I watched The Office. Yeah. It was a feel-good show for me to remind me that I, it wasn't just this, like, terrible, you know, hellish mindscape I was in all day working at this place because I, I had something to get my mind off of it. I, you know, I would do, turn that on, crack, turn that on real quick. You know, in addition to that, you know, I'm doing long distance with my fiancé all throughout that know, process. COVID, what... my girl lives 500 miles away. I'm taking flights down to Houston all the time to mm-hmm. go see her. It was a difficult time. It was a very difficult time for me. I was, I was struggling, you know. Your money. <laughs> well, like I said, when you working, he was, he was over there you, with Drake. When you working that hard, you get paid. You, get, you do get paid. Okay, you, you do get paid. I was I was do I was good at my job, you know. So that was exactly. that, that was the good thing. But the, the bad thing was just you know what at what cost. That's what, the other thing too. Uh, before we before we even close out, that's the thing that I always find so crazy in these situations sometimes for me and obviously you guys can attest to this too i deserve this certain level of respect this certain pay 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 raise this pace i deserve this stuff because you know you know your grandmother know your uncle know your baby mama know tone he a worker tone he gonna put in the work i'm good at my job I'm really good at my job. I may not be the smartest person there and have the 15 degrees, mm-hmm. but nobody can ever say at any job. Nobody outworked tone. Yep. Nobody outworked tone. My old job, my boss, and we're going to end it off. My boss, 
took us out for drinks. He got tipsy. This man looked at us and was like, yo, you know, I'll be in the bed with my wife in the morning and I'll be ready to get for work. Go ahead to y'all. And my wife be like, is Antonio opening up? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, you could go back to sleep. Antonio, he got everything. Mm. Mm. This was at my last job, but they refused to give me the raise that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. You tipsy tells me that you purposely do not come in on time yep. because you know I'm there. Yep. So, again, talking about mental health, you know how good I am at my job. And I don't get the respect it's a lot of, that, man. of it. And that's the thing where it's, it, it's tough. And for those that's going through it, find your find your escape, man. Find your thing that helps you stay sane, whether it's, it's prayer, whether it's TV, whether it's playing ball, whether it's playing a sport, whether it's painting, painting whether it's you going through make, therapy, you whatever. make bowls or something. You make you make bowls, ceramics, you make you whatever that cooking whatever makes you happy, man. Whatever like, it is. You gotta find it. You gotta you gotta really, really tap into that creative side of yourself and the side and that childish find that childlike joy that you have for something. Maybe whatever you grew up like if you if it's playing baseball and you're too old for it, go find a, a, a softball a league, league playing, or something. Man, like or go that, play yeah. go make sure every day you go out and play catch with your little brother or something or your sister or your or your girl or your you know whatever your significant other just go out there and do something that makes you happy because if you if you don't it's, that dark space can can swallow you up, and mm-hmm. it 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 also it it manifests itself in other ways in your life. Exactly, and you project you project all of that frustration onto other people around you, and it's, it's not a healthy thing. That's that's really what saves you. Love yourself enough to take care of yourself. Love yourself enough to put yourself first. Love yourself enough to do the things that you love, and put yourself first in, in these situations, and you're going to be in a good space. I think mental health is all about caring about yourself. That's that's the way I see. It. How much do you care about yourself? And question you gotta ask if you care about yourself and you take care of yourself you're gonna be able to take care of others and give others the best version of yourself Facts. that's a word from pastor greg and pastor tone mm. if you know the vibes if you stay ready mentally emotionally physically spiritually you ain't got to get ready bitch mob peace